Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, let's get to more draft stuff. Joining us, the Ryan Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line, truly steps beyond convenience. We like to talk to local NFL agent David Cantor. He joins us here. Uh, give us what happens when a uh, homeboy from the Atlanta Falcons last night, David, and good morning. We appreciate you joining us here, okay? The kid from UCLA to, Car- to Karis McKinley. Okay? Yeah, I'm interested, I'm interested in hearing your perspective on this because me, I thought right away the GM just goes, oh, no, Dion, get the mic away from him, Like, please. this is the kid who's got the picture of the grandmother, and he is super, super fired up. Damn! Uh, you know, if that's your client, it's not your client, is it, David? No. If that's your client, okay, and he's up there. Maybe like, one day. Maybe uh, one day. Like what, like, what do you think if, if, if he's your guy? Are you super proud of that moment, or do you hope he kind of tones it down a little bit? I, I mean, honestly, I never agree with anything Deion Sanders says, uh, <laughs> and I'm not a fan of Deion Sanders, but he was right. Channel that energy into something positive and use it to go get 20 sacks in a season. Yeah. I, I love the emotion. I mean, football – Brett knows this better than anyone. He played the game. It's an emotional game. It's a roller coaster, and draft night is one of the biggest roller coasters for all these young men, and that was just the outpouring of emotion. I, I actually really like it. I know a lot of players from NorCal. I represent guys like Quinton Ganser, Sean Smith, lives in NorCal. Oakland's not an easy place to survive out of, and obviously it was an outpouring of incredible emotion. You know, you just wish he you know, left the F-bombs at home, but it happened. Dave, that's what I thought. I thought the fact that that kid had a plan, that was the most impressive thing to me because you know better than anybody, the majority of these kids that are coming out today have no clue and would be pumping gas if they weren't playing football. So I love the fact that he made a promise and had a plan of getting out of the neighborhood, going to college, then going to the NFL. I love that structure. And I love that he talked about it. I mean, I think that that's the coolest part of the whole story is these guys that act like robots nowadays and they're so primmed and proper and prepared and it's just such a stupid business model that these agents are now running where it's just a volume-based business and chop block the players and treat them like Costco products. You know, it's great to see the outpouring of emotion from a kid who told his family, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get a scholarship. I'm going to get become one of the best players in the country and then get drafted in the NFL and, and help my family. So I just hope he sticks to the plan and stays out of trouble and is a great player for the Falcons. I have a lot of clients on the Falcons and a lot of friends in that war room. So I was happy for DQ and Thomas. The emotions, my favorite part of the draft, seeing the emotions from all of these young guys as an agent, how do you manage a player's emotions? And if you have multiple clients in the draft, how do you determine which one to be with for the draft and how the others don't get offended since all emotions are That's so high question. in that moment? Yeah, so I started this like 20 years ago. I do a board. I do an actual draft board. I take all 32 teams and every client that I have in the draft. I think this year we have eight. And I go down every player, talk to every GM that's willing to talk to me. This year I got 31 out of 32, which is my highest number ever. Well, was there one guy that was not willing to talk to you? One jerk? Uh, Ryan Pace, Chicago Bears. And is that like, like, like because he didn't have time or he didn't like you? No, he, he actually sent out a text. Too much at stake. 
Uh, uh, I know you understand and appreciate it and respect our friendship. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. We just have too many holes in the building, and we're trying to tighten that all up. <laughs> okay. Now, I got, I got the grades on my clients from the specific area guys that cover the team, but that doesn't mean anything. Those are just scouts that cover the area. So I literally, you know, talked to Chris Greer for the Miami Dolphins. You know, I want to know what do they think of Tedrick Thompson? What do they think of Treston Deku? Now, my guys aren't first-round picks. But hopefully tonight, Treston goes off the board, or uh, Tedrick goes off the board, and Dolphins fans will remember his brother was Cedric Thompson, now plays for the Vikings, was a fifth rounder a couple years ago. So he's projected as a second or third or fourth rounder. The problem is, is in draft this deep at defensive back, when you only have three safeties taken in the first round, you could see easily six to eight safeties taken in the second and third round tonight. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. So what I do, Amber, to go back to your question, is I put together a draft board. And I go down every team, and I put three, five, seven, priority free agent, whatever it may be, and then I let them see the draft board. I want them to have complete transparency so that there's no surprises. There's no things that will shock them. Hey, man, you told me I was a third-round pick. Why am I getting undrafted? You know, things like that. And obviously it happens, but you know yeah, what it happens. happens. It happens. Guys slide. <laughs> there's not a lot of things that you can do to prevent the slide like a Reuben Foster last night, except maybe – higher representation that's been there and done it before, which he has not, um, his agent. Well, so and what do you that, hear there with Foster? Like, is he, you know, uh, what, was he slipping I mean, there dude, because of the, the, that's, the combine? How so, stupid can you be? But, but, it, but that is, that's gotta be the reason. Like that's gotta so be the listen, only reason, listen, right? Listen, you know, the date, you mm. know, you're getting tested. Yeah. If you fail a drug test at the NFL combine, you don't take this profession seriously enough to warrant the respect of being the first-round pick. It's not a privilege. It's an honor. Respect the league. Don't smoke weed for three weeks, and you won't fail the test. Yeah, we were Don't saying the exact same idiot. thing. Yeah, we were saying the but same thing. You yeah. know, everybody's like, oh, the shoulder. I wanted to punch the ESPN idiots last mm-hmm. night. The shoulder? Oh, oh, it's the shoulder. It's the shoulder. Okay. How about the dumb decision-making? Yeah. How about the yelling at the medical worker when you're at the combine? I mean, it, you know, those are factors too, right? And guess what? John Lynch looks like a guru, genius today. Did you see who sponsored Reuben Foster's draft party? Mm, no. No, who did? A, a vapor company. No. What? No. Come on. You've got to be kidding. And who's advising Foster? His entire family was wearing VaporFi.com oh. t-shirts. Oh, boy. Eh, He's going to San Francisco. Yeah. He failed a drug test in the first round. That's a hell of a football player. I wish he was my client. But, son, it starts with decision-making. It starts with the people that you have around you. Maybe you don't need Sasquatch and Jack Link sausages in the background to pick up an extra $25,000. Trey Wingo thought it was Chewbacca. Well, it wasn't Chewbacca. It was Star not Wars. Chewbacca. It was definitely John not Lucas Chewbacca. John Lucas would have rolled over in his grave, and I don't think he's dead. Yeah, or what about or the, I, Sorry. I also noticed Forrest Lamp is doing lamp ads now. Uh, Butt is I mean, doing I the Charmin. The money grab. I, 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 listen, I get it. I understand football's big money and big sponsorship, but the draft has gotten ridiculous. Yeah, but David, the also, suits, a lot of these the kids pump, as well. The circumstance, it's just getting stupid, isn't it? Totally. And I, I just, these kids don't understand that you can make 25 grand at a signing. You can make 30 grand by signing articles of footballs and cards. You don't have to dump a truckload of toilet paper on your front yard or, or advertise for a light. I, I get it. I understand the marketing guys want to market, and that's how the agents are making their money back because they're giving these kids these big marketing guarantees. 
But that's the disgusting part of the business. It's getting to the point where they're all billboards for stupidity. And that's another. I, I didn't. There wasn't a lot of smart stuff going on at the NFL draft last night. And that's another there really thing. Wasn't. That's Garrett another thing. Foles was the smartest thing I saw because it was about respect and family and showing off his son and talking about the future generations and a kid that you know a year and a half ago no one in the world knew who he was and people probably thought he was going to end up in a drug you know rehabilitation center like members of his family. So, you know, to talk about the people that, that adopted him and raised him was unbelievable. You know, there's some great stories. I mean, I mean, tax story is incredible, too. Look, Charles Harris is great. There's a lot of great football players in the draft yesterday. But you can't tell me it's the deepest draft in NFL history when five of the top ten guys, I would be willing to bet my career, won't get to the What's your What's the story with Harris? How much you know about Charles Harris? A very solid player. Sets the edge really well. You know, a little bit undersized, probably why he was still available in the 20s. You know, he's a six two and a half, two fifty five guy. Dolphins hugely high on him from day one. It would it was someone that I knew going into scouting the SEC that they really, really liked. You know, I don't know that he's obviously as explosive a player as a Barnett, certainly not in the Miles Garrett category, but he's gonna be a very, very solid pro football player and he's gonna have a really unique opportunity, which is he's got a lot of veteran old heads in front of him that he can learn from. So it's not like he has to come in whereas Derek Barnett in Philadelphia has to give him immediate pass rush, and obviously Miles Garrett's going to have the tag of always being the first overall pick where you're going to expect 10 sacks out of those guys right away. If you can get six to eight sacks out of Charles Harris in limited playtime this year, you know, you're going to be ecstatic, and Mike Tannenbaum and Chris Greer are going to look like geniuses. Now, now Dave, we've got David Cantor, uh, NFL agent, joining us here. Now, you say that you spoke to 31 of 32 agents leading up, uh, uh, general managers mm. leading up to the draft. Uh, why would you believe that any of those guys are telling you the truth? 21 years of being in relationships with them. People who've been to my house and eaten my food and had dinner with me and drank my wine and have done trades with me and done multi-year contract extensions with me and drafted clients and had relationships. So the only thing I'm looking for when I talk to those teams is where do you see my guy getting drafted? That doesn't mean you're going to draft him, right? And, and Indianapolis is a perfect example. I just did a deal for Kamar Aiken with Chris Brower, the new GM there. Safety is a huge priority for them. He told me all along we're drafting a safety in the first three rounds, and Malik Hooker slid to them. They drafted a safety, and now my guy's probably off the board for them. That's what you do. You just crawl, You want to be able to eliminate the likely spots and then the unlikely spots. I had a team tell me two days ago, 100%, we're not drafting a safety in the first 150 picks. It's not something we're going to do. So I eliminate that team. I don't want to tell you what team that is because there's still two, you know, six rounds to go. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's trade secrets, and, that, and that's why I do it. I, I spend time with these people. I know these people. I've been in relationships and friendships with these people since before they were GMs, before they were, you know, the boss, so to speak. And you watch them work their way up and earn the job, and you help them when they're scouts. You give them information that may help them, and you keep talking to them, and you keep, you know, that relationship going. That's what football's all about. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous for what's going on with the young kids coming into the draft because the quality of football is way down. I tweeted something about this yesterday. Keep trading up for mediocre quarterbacks, and you'll keep getting fired, and we'll keep having the dwindling football product. Football's gotten worse in the last seven years. That's directly related to the new CBA. It's directly related to the amount of money kids right off the rip that they don't have to work for the fifth year option is a major problem and the biggest component is college football doesn't teach quarterback play 
most of these kids don't even know how to come away from center, three-step, five-step drop. They don't understand that. It's not something that they do every day. So you look at the teams that trade up for quarterbacks almost out of desperation to keep their jobs, and you go, well, the first 125 minutes of the NFL draft last night, none of those teams, in my opinion, got noticeably better. None of those teams flipped the script and all of a sudden are going to go from drafting first overall to you know, winning the Super Bowl. Just not going to happen. And, and all you need to know about it is the team that won the Super Bowl last year dominated the whole NFL. They don't pick till the third round. Right, right. They got out of the draft last yeah. night. Right. They're, they're, they're sipping tea. So was it that deep that they had to be in it? I mean, that's what the hype masters do. All this mock draft is nonsense. These are human beings. There's emotions at stake. There's lives at stake. And the quality of football is at stake. And I hope that the league notices that. Good job, David. Uh, good luck with your guys heading into tonight, man. I appreciate it. Good luck to the Dolphins fans, too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.